and welcome to another edition of e-commerce odyssey today i'm joined by some friends from the netherlands um their company is dr traffic guys would you like to introduce yourselves and tell us about what you do yes of course um so my name is rick and uh, next to me is md and uh yeah uh, like you said we own and operate an e-commerce uh, marketing agency uh, called dr traffic uh we are based in the netherlands but we run ads worldwide uh, but the main focus, most of our clients are still in the Netherlands, so most of the ad budget is still distributed in the Netherlands uh, and Belgium, of course. And yeah, um, we, uh, with our agency, we focus uh, mostly on social, and from social, it's mostly Facebook and Instagram because they're just the two biggest platforms uh, with still the most poten potential, in my opinion. Uh, some would say TikTok uh, is uh, taking over, but no, not yet. Not, uh, no, no, not uh, until uh, a few more years. Uh, yeah, we try to run our AC in, uh, in the most data-driven way possible, um, looking at every single metric, every single detail uh, yeah, to uh, base our decisions on. Um, we fully try to uh, neglect our emotions in our decision-making, in the scaling of our ad accounts, the killing of ad sets, all that. So it's uh, fully data-driven and... Um, yeah, that's in short what our agency does. And uh, so, how do you do? Um, what tools do you need? To, you know, if you're data driven, what tools do you use to manage the accounts? Yeah, so of course, um, all of our decisions are made through the Facebook Ads Manager and the and just the Facebook Ads platform. Let's just talk about Facebook for a minute. Yeah. Um, and of course, we try to have the tracking set up as good as it possibly can. Uh, so, with the Facebook Pixel and the Facebook Conversion API. Those are the two main methods for now. Um, and definitely the, the, the conversion API will have a, a bigger role uh, now that uh, iOS 14 uh, is live. Um, and yeah, so all the data we just, uh, uh, we have it in our Facebook Ads Manager dashboard. Next to that, we of course have uh, Google Analytics. We use that a lot. We use Google Data Studio to create some uh, more visual uh, dashboards um, in which we can also compare uh, what uh, data is reported by Facebook. So let's mm -hmm. say the revenue reported by Facebook and then the revenue reported by uh, the actual Shopify website and Google Analytics. We also try to look at those differences. Um, and yeah, we kind of calculate the ratios on uh, yeah, how much of the uh, attribution is going to Facebook, Instagram, Snapchat. Mm -hmm. So what um what kind of investment? I mean, you know, so this is organic social and there's paid social. So how would you recommend that companies um, split their budget between the two? Honestly, uh, of course we are paid social uh, fanatics, but of course organic can just be neglect neglected. Uh, platforms like TikTok, the organic reach is absolutely uh, massive. So definitely focus on uh, organic too, but. The past years on Instagram and Facebook, the organic reach has been, uh, of course, declining. So uh, if we recommend uh, to focus on Facebook and Instagram, we would say definitely go for paid. Okay. So what, what do you think is a good kind of return? I mean, you know, I, I'm, I'm too old to really know that much about social media. And um, what is, do you think, I mean, what do you think is a good return on investment? I mean, what should companies look for? Because, you know, I hear things like, well, it's brand building and 
and you know it's difficult to measure and i the phrase i use is that doth butter no parsnips as in you know <laughs> i know when i see you i spend money on things i expect to see some sort of return what do you think a successful kind of a, a campaign looks like uh, well, it, it, it varies just a lot. Uh, we see so many agencies just boasting with their return on ad spends of like, let, let's say it's 15 or something. Yeah. 15 for one company could be not profitable. You know, it, it all depends on the company, on the margins, on the scale that they're at. Uh, but the market in which uh, we are most uh, mostly invested is uh, direct-to-consumer products. And these are products that are just easily sold uh, uh, yeah, on like, like a one day basis. So if someone sees an ad, they immediately can purchase. So, so these drop ship from China or are they, are they a lot of no, them? Or? No, definitely not. No, because no? No. I see a lot of things on Facebook and I think yeah. is that drop ship from China? Yeah, yeah, we hate drop shipping. It's, uh, I hate drop shipping too. You just <laughs> I really hate drop shipping. It's, it's terrible. Yeah, it takes too long. Mm -hmm. A good return, a good ROI. Yeah. Um, we'd recommend just always calculating at what uh, ROAS, so return on ad, fat, uh, return ad uh, spend, uh, you are profitable. And just keep a margin of one ROAS point above that. Mm -hmm. if, you, if you're one ROAS point above that, then you can scale up that ad set or campaign or whatever, if it's within a proper time frame of course and if you are just above profitability then yeah first you got to work on some other things like creative um your website uh, all that mm -hmm. so what um you say so you're saying basically facebook and instagram are the things you work with do you, i mean can you actually um do you work with things like snapchat or, or pinterest or yes we do so what, what do you think? I mean, if you are a, a, I mean, let's take my company, for example, right? My retail company is in, in um, you know, just preschool products. What would be the, what would you recommend for us as channels that we would, we should be, be involved with? Mm, well, Obviously, always Facebook, hate. Instagram. Definitely. Um, I think Pinterest might be interesting. Um, Pinterest does we we basically submit a feed to Pinterest for our Pinterest shop and we get a lot of traffic from it I mean not loads but you know you yeah, know and, and it, it all depends on where your target audience is and uh, well I'm from if, if you're selling preschool products then your target audience will mostly be mothers a little bit of fun yeah. but mostly mothers and uh, if you're selling products that are that are high quality so they're mostly a little bit more expensive well, then your target audience is exactly uh, Pinterest because it's right, okay. who have a lot, not a lot of money, who just have a little bit more to spend. Uh, those, that's the main audience of Pinterest. I found, that, I found that the conversion rate on Pinterest is very low. I mean, there's quite a lot of traffic, but the conversion rate is extremely yeah. low. True. But I mean, it's, you know, the traffic's free, so, um, you know. Yeah, we... yeah it's, um, yeah, yeah, it'll depend if you... Uh, if you're looking at Pinterest advertising or just Pinterest again, uh, advertising could also be uh, could also work uh, very well. Mm -hmm. So what do you see? I mean, okay, so I'm always quite surprised, you know, because being a bit of a marketplace kind of guy, I'm surprised that Facebook hasn't really, you know, launched a really good e-commerce offering because I think that they're, I mean, they've got a shop, but it's a bit limited, isn't it, really? Mm -hmm. And um, 
I'm surprised that they haven't. I'm surprised they haven't done something like buy eBay and 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 integrate that with uh, um, their system. And I'm just kind of you know, where do you think that the the Facebook e-commerce um, solution is going? What do you think that they've got on the pipeline? What do you think they should do? Mm, well, looking at our standpoint, from the advertising standpoint. It would be, I think, pretty good for uh, Facebook to uh, buy eBay or whatever, or just have a fully integrated e-commerce platform uh, on Facebook and Instagram as well. So people can just make their purchases uh, within the actual platforms. From, from an advertising standpoint, it would be very good because, well, you can track almost 100% of the data. Yeah. Meaning- I, mean, I mean, do you think they're going to, because obviously with this thing, you know, Apple are making it more difficult to track. So I'm guessing that means that Facebook is going to want to bring, you know, transactions onto its platform. Yep. Um, that would probably make a lot of sense for them. I mean, from a, you know, kind of a retailer point of view, you know, it'd be great to diversify the, the American companies that we give money to. So, you know, I'm surprised that they, you know, haven't had some sort of, there's a lot of companies on Facebook and there's not many, you know, there's no way for, you know, directly sell our products on Facebook. Uh, yeah, well, there is. You can, I think, I believe in the United States, you can integrate uh, within your Facebook commerce. Yeah. In, the, in, the States, in the States, you can. Yeah, but it's not worldwide. And that just, that just really depends on the country you're, uh, you're advertising in. So for the Netherlands, it's not an option yet. You, uh, well, most of the people in the Netherlands pay with Ideal. Most of the people in Belgium pay with uh, a software called Bankcontact. And well, let's say uh, Facebook uh, um, allows, um, yeah, allows brands to, or allows people to pay with ID or bank contact, uh, then it will be huge in the Netherlands or in, the, mm -hmm. in my opinion, I think, because it's just very easy to order. So how are you guys, so I'm going to ask you a philosophical question now. Um, what do you think? I mean, obviously, you know, Facebook gets a lot of bad press. And, you know, it's all about sucking people. And I was watching that, that thing, anti-social network is about, you know, it tries to suck people's attention, keep them going. And I think it's, you know, you know, working with, with Facebook, I mean, how do you sleep at night? For me? <laughs> that's difficult. Yeah, I, I just uh, watched The Social Dilemma a few weeks ago. Oh, that's the one I'm talking about, The Social Dilemma, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. it's just, uh, the weeks before that, I just kind of neglected it. I thought it was fine. It just purely just hate on Facebook and it's my job. So why would I want to take all that hate? But it really, yeah, it was an eye opener. And I think they kind of overdo it in, uh, in the social dilemma. They give it a very bad, uh, very bad uh, uh, rep. But yeah, I yeah, I think privacy, yeah, Facebook has, I think too much power uh, for on privacy and all that. Have you have you ever and downloaded your Facebook data? No, no, no I haven't. But I have. It, it, it's kind of yeah, it's, yeah. It's kind of weird. Uh, both of us, we don't use Facebook or Instagram. <laughs> that's that's telling. I don't. I don't really use it either. So, but I mean, I downloaded my. I mean, obviously, I have an account, right? Mm -hmm. I downloaded my Facebook data, and they had all my phone numbers. Yeah, yeah. In that Facebook data. Well, actually, not so much all my phone numbers, but all my friends' phone numbers. And I do not recall giving them permission. If they'd said, look, we're going to have all your phone numbers. But that they had that information about me, and I don't recall giving them that permission. Yeah, it's I think that's quite, that's quite scary. 
yeah really but um i'm on a similar thing with like amazon i mean like basically it's an un, you know to a certain extent you know selling on amazon is an undignified business and it's it's a horrible experience and you know as soon as something goes wrong it's very hard to fix and you hear these um you know problems with with um with facebook you know if things go wrong for people then they're very hard to fix yeah. i mean it's the kind of it's the in a way the very high price of things that are free you know you don't um you, know, yeah. you don't really have control over them yeah um, and not having control over something is something definitely from the advertising standpoint uh we have to deal with disabled accounts quite a lot and that's just a huge that's it's so very difficult to fix. Like, yeah, it's it, it's it's you paying the us and just yeah. And how do how do accounts get dis how do the advertisers get do they just do something silly? They don't the advertise. Well, of should... course, uh, Facebook is very uh, strict with uh, scammers on their platform. All that uh, they really want nothing uh, of that. So if there is any kind of suspicious activity, one ad that crosses the line or whatever. Uh, well, most of the times you get a warning, but there are also just times that they're that you just disabled immediately, and you can't do anything, and you have to contact support, and it's yeah, that those are the problems that are just very hard to fix. Um, but yeah, Facebook's automatic uh, or Facebook's AI for reviewing the ads, for reviewing the ad accounts is uh, oh yeah, it, it's not it's not feel safe. Um, so it also takes down a lot of uh, true advertisers who really don't uh, mean any harm um, yeah. in the process. Because my experience with this, is, I mean, dealing with Amazon is the worst. You know, if you've got some companies, um, you know, typically what you would do if you have a problem with the company is you write them, you know, you write to the CEO. That's what I do. Yeah. Most of the time, that would just get the problem fixed straight away. Now, I did that. I had a problem with Amazon, wrote to Jeff Bezos, didn't even get a reply. Um, and the only way I managed to fix it was by going onto LinkedIn and and pleading with strangers. And eventually, I find some very nice strangers that helped me. But it was un, you know it was it was horrible. And I you know get the impression it's a similar thing with Facebook that you once there's a problem, whether it's you know you cannot talk to anyone or it's very difficult to talk to anyone. And yeah. at which point you feel like a very small a very small cog. You know, yeah, yeah. It's a very big system. Um, it's, it's it's not much it's not much fun and it's also really with uh, if you're spending like uh, 10k a month on facebook then you're still a very small advertiser uh, yeah business that might be life-changing going from 1k to 10k which we experience quite a lot uh so for business it's life-changing but for facebook you're still just so very just small. a just a rounding error in the okay. in the well, of course, eventually you get to a point where you're spending a lot of money on Facebook. Um, then you go to the corporate companies, uh, you're spending like hundreds of thousands and millions uh, a month. Uh, then you get a very personalized experience on Facebook. You uh, account shutdowns will, yeah, it, it won't happen or it, it will be dealt with in, a, in, just in, in the right way. But if you're still small, then uh, nope, you're just uh, you're just stuck with the AI and uh, some very poor support. I don't know. So I don't know if the AI in itself is such a problem. It's just you can't get around it. You can't talk to anyone if you need to solve a problem, because you say, I mean, like you know, if you've got a, um, you know, people make mistakes, and I think that the particularly if you uh, over time, 
uh, you know, then the, your chance of making a mistake, it obviously increase over time or you do something silly. And, you know, you, <clears throat> you know, then undoubtedly, you know, these, these companies have some sort of fraud score or some sort of score. And if you in some way get marked on that score, then it can be very hard to know even what the problem is because they would say, I mean, problems we've had, they said, oh, we won't tell you what the problem is because we don't want people to know how our systems work. So, you know, it's a game of guess why we're upset with you. And you have to try and, you know, say, what, what do we do wrong? How do we fix it? And you can't talk to anyone. And you just need to find someone that, that is, you know, nice and will kind of manually review it for you. And you can't, you know, they don't advertise these people. You just have to, you know. Does, uh, does Amazon have like a support chat or? They do, but they, <clears throat> if you, um, if your account gets shut down, then you basically go to something called seller seller performance and you cannot you can't phone them you can only email them mm. and that that they will you need to if you do something wrong then there's unless you do something really badly wrong there's a, a like an escalation process and you need to know how to deal with that process and there's a whole industry of people who will write appeal letters for you <clears throat> it's not difficult writing appeal letters you just have to know how to do it and you have to basically go from, you know, no excuses, just admit total responsibility to begin with and basically prostrate yourself in front of Amazon and say that we're really sorry, we'll never do it again. And you'll probably be OK. Yeah, that's my experience. Uh, mentioning that you're so dependable on the platform and all that. Oh, just go, look, I'm so grateful. We're yeah. so grateful. And you're so you're so, so grateful. Grateful. We're so small. <laughs> no, it's literally like that. I'd show you some of these letters I've written and they're just they're just. I don't know, you just you make a you make a, a sacrifice on the altar of your dignity. Um, maybe it's like that with Facebook. So, guys, last question. Okay, this has been very interesting. What has inspired you recently? Yeah, right. We uh, talked about this, I think, a couple of weeks ago. Yeah, we were basically listening to a podcast, and in that podcast, they told uh, they were talking about uh, whitelisting on Instagram and Facebook. Whitelisting, white white labeling, or whitelisting. Whitelisting, okay. Has you heard what's about? that? No, what's that? It's basically uh, advertising uh, using the influencer's handle. So it's not influencer marketing, but it's combined, combining best of both, actually. So it's using influencers for social proof, but we can uh, boost uh, the ads from out the page of the influencer. So basically, it's... Uh, yeah you can yeah it's the best of both basically having the social proof but advertising or running the ads via an influencer okay perhaps you could um send me an example and i can uh, i can i can add it in the notes yeah yeah sure so it's a good question about influencers how many influencers i mean because obviously it's all about influence these days i mean how many influencers actually really make any money on out of it do you think I mean, as in what size do you need to get to before you really begin to print money? Or, I mean, if you've got, you know. Um, yeah, it's difficult. I think if you're very just, if you're a very generic influencer, you need to have a lot of followers to really make some money. Uh, because we, we work with a lot of micro, micro influencers and yeah, they're, they're not getting paid that much for creating video or whatever or posting something. Yeah. But if you're, so what would they get paid? A few hundred dollars, a few tens of dollars. I mean, what would be the? 
uh, well, let's say if you have 5K followers, then we can probably get a batch of videos made for 20 to 50 euros. Oh, really? So not really not very much at all? No, no, no definitely not. And uh, but if let's say if you have a very specific niche of uh, um, yeah of influencing, let's say you cover um, teapots or whatever. Yeah. Okay. And you have five k followers in that niche, then you're probably able to make a lot of money. Okay. In some sense, it's not really about how much followers you have. Of course, it is, but it's also it's very much if you're generic or if you really go into something specific. So I need to be an influencer. So I need to basically get a, get a small following around e-commerce, and then I can be a, an influence. I can be a e-commerce uh, influencer. <laughs> I think so. Well, e-commerce is still a very large, very large industry. Well, should I should oh, I be a beauty influencer? Do you think? Would that, maybe I should be a beauty influencer for bald men. <laughs> Normally, there's no. That's probably quite a small market. You know. Yeah, you could try it. I could try it. Okay. It's all about engagement. They engaged. Uh, <laughs> I don't know. I don't know if I don't know if um, if bald men are that interested in beauty. I think it's passed us by. Really. Well, yeah. Let, let's say. Well, let's take that example. Um, let's say you uh, you're working with a a product that prevents hair loss. Uh, uh, no hate of course. Exist. <laughs> that prevents it. Uh, and then you get yeah. Well, I then definitely. You can have a great collaboration in which you, in which they probably. I think that would be a, I think that would be a scam. <laughs> yeah, because it's, it's quite a mismatch if you. Yeah. Okay. Okay. Chaps, it's been really great talking to you, and let's talk again in a few months. When you definitely. Okay. Thanks let's talk to you. Bye bye. Bye bye.